Hey, everybody. Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode 93. We're back. Dusty Hanshaw is here with me. Couldn't be happier. Back in business, man. Back in black, too, I see. Dylan! You son of a bitch. Is that for yes. me? I went all in. Well, I mean, you know, you cheat death. You got to you gotta rock it. I love it. it. What's the shirt say? Well, this is one of my new ones that I haven't put up yet because of my near-death thing. It says, fuck oh. attention, earn respect. But, of course, fuck isn't spelled out because that's weird. It's just got a little skull where the U goes. The Punisher skull. I like it. Exactly. exactly. And then is that a new DH hat? The back on the black on black yes. DH hat? Yes. God damn. I think I need one of those. Yeah, well, we got the I got the uh, website finally because I organized the whole thing to have the website built. And then I took a nap for a month and then I came back. And it was so funny. I had people like, do you have shirts yet? And I'm like, I have like four thousand dollars of T-shirts in my bedroom. I'm like, yeah, I should probably get that going. I've been busy. <laughs> been busy sleeping. So been busy. But it's good. And I'm stoked because since we've been uh, gone for so long, we don't really have to cover it. Everybody knows what happened. So we can just get back to business. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, like, do we need, like, just, like, a one-minute cleanup? Do we just need a, hey, hey, I almost died, and then it got worse, and then it got better, and now I'm here again? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all that needs to be. You know, it's funny because um, (laughs) I am posting about it, uh, but not about that, just about the, you know, kind of coming back and and what's going on. And it's so weird because even I'm like, man, you're you're walking that line of, like, we got it, bro. We got it. Hey, you're frozen on mine. What the hell happened? There oh, you are. You're back. I, I, that's okay. I was just frozen. You're back. But, um, but yeah, so now it's, you know, it's good because a lot of people are, are understanding that it's not a, all it's about is if you were down with any injury, any anything that kind of puts you out, um, which is good because I got a lot of people responding and saying, yeah, I'm coming back from something. Um, the only downside is because when I was laid prone at some point, they somehow positioned my neck in a way, which before anybody gets confused, there's no way for them to know. Like, right. I can't know. Like, I can't turn to them and go, this isn't comfortable uh, in a coma. Um, so it's actually compressed a couple uh, discs, which I can't remember which ones they are. Um, but it's causing this right side to not be fully functional, which is fine. It's the same one that I had when I was with Mutant uh, when we first started. So, Oh, yeah. I remember you getting that worked on. Yeah, it's been, yeah. I mean, it's not a huge deal. It'll take yeah. a little bit of time, um, but my right hand doesn't like function quite as well right now. And the only thing that's a little weird is, um, and it's funny because I, it seems like to me that I got out of the hospital like six years ago, right? And then the other day I was in the gym and I literally just checked for some reason. I was like, oh, it's been sixteen days. Like it literally <laughs> seems. You know how your well, brain does. It's I, like after I, a show, right? When you get done with yeah. the show, you're like three weeks down the line, you're like. Oh, yeah, I competed a while ago, and someone's like, that yeah, was two and a half 20 days ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it makes I you mean, wonder if your perception of time is a little messed up because you were sort of checked out for a month. So now your brain's, like, recording time at a different speed. Yeah, well, it's just weird <laughs> because you just, you know, I mean, I think you just have shit to do. And yeah, it's like anything, you know, I mean, and a lot of people are looking for, like, a deep meaning of, like, oh, you know, what did you see? What happened? I mean, and other than... A refreshed view on life. 
it's all good. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. people have real problems. Um, and obviously this was a scary issue, but now that I'm out of it, it's like, thanks docs. Um, get back to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, so, that's cool. I, I, I've been watching the posts and, uh, I like the one you put up the other night on the preacher curl. Yeah. I could tell you uh, jacked up a little bit for sure. How much was it? 27 pounds now? Uh, just over 20, like 22. Um, 22. Awesome. Yeah. But it, and it's funny because truthfully, the look is still terrible. Like, <laughs> like it's so, I mean, it's funny because well, I, I said that and people are like, oh, you know, 250. I'm like, but it's not the same 250. Right, I've right. been 250 where I looked full and big. And oh, yeah. Even, even 230 when I came to the hospital, it's like, but you don't understand. Literally all the muscle emaciated away. And I mean, when you don't move for a month. And that's yeah. the other thing that's been nice. So is I've had people say, oh, man, I'm going to I'm getting a surge. I'm going to lose all that size. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're up. You're eating. It's your shoulder. If you yeah. keep everything else moving, you're going to lose a little bit, but not. Yeah. That. I, well, I think just people really underestimate um, exactly the fact that A, you're not moving and B, they're literally feeding you enough to not die. It's like yeah. a thousand calories in those uh, tubes that they yeah. give you a day. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's been good. I mean, like, I, I'm actually stoked at the fact that it's allowed for questions like that. And for me to be like, no, man, I've had surgeries. And, so, and the only thing I ever had when I got surgeries back in the day is I'd get fat because I was depressed. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got to ask you one question just because uh, we haven't chatted about it in a while. Is the trach healed shut yet? Yeah. It so it's like closed up? Yeah, it literally looks like a cut. Like somebody just... They so did a really I, good job on it. I, I We were talking the other day. Someone's like, Dusty's going to get a tattoo there, isn't he? <laughs> you know, what's funny? It's so small. I mean, I, I guess what was weird was um, when I first got it, and I think when we were on the show, it would still whistle. Like, it had a hole in it. And it looked like a cigar burn. Yeah. And for whatever reason, which is funny, because um, I'm not ashamed to admit, like, I, I don't like things that look terrible. It, I never even thought about it. I think I was just so, like, whatever. Um you know, not dead. So, you know, I just walk around with it just hanging out. Oh, and yeah. now that it's gone, it's funny because it literally looks like a cut. Like, I think I would have to tell someone what it was at this point, because if not, yeah. they might assume I cut myself shaving. I mean, <laughs> say I got stabbed in the throat once. Yeah, it happens. You know what I mean? You know, I got mouthy about dinner being burnt and she freaking shaved. It's yeah, a steak, steak knife, steak knife. Oh, yeah, steak, huh? Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, man, uh, I'm happy we're back. You know, uh, I also want to thank the, uh, you know, people that watch our show and listen. Obviously, thank them for the immense support of uh, of you personally. I mean, everyone was so amazing. But um, also, too, like, I got a lot of support. Like, you know, people were people were at, people were so concerned about you that they were concerned about your friends. I like this, you know, well, and, yeah, and, and, and I wanted you show, to know that. Man. So, yeah. And just the show, like everyone was like, oh, don't worry. Like, you know, don't worry. Take as much time as you need. Like I got messages from people that are like, I don't care if you guys aren't on for a couple months. I'll, as soon as you're on, I'll watch you again. Like, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And and I and also, too, I was a little bit like, holy fuck, like, what am I going to do? So I did like the show with Paul and the show with Fuad, right. which which were also really good for just, you know, keeping the fans happy and giving them just kind of staying alive so thanks to those guys obviously for coming on and uh and you know obviously you were talked about i know you don't watch the show but you should those two episodes are pretty interesting i wasn't there for those two i should watch those two yeah those you you literally weren't there for those two you were exactly. like that's that's time that you that didn't exist to you so you should watch those two it might be kind of might be kind of weird and eerie to hear like 
day 12 of Dusty being out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, anyways, uh, just thanks to everyone, and I'm glad we're back. So, uh, what else is going on? The new world, like onward and upward. What's going on now? What's next? Uh, you know, I mean, now it's you just got it's back like, from a trip, didn't you? Uh, yes. Well, no, I'm not even back. I'm still, oh, you're I'm not still even in back. South Carolina. Yeah. I came out here because uh, it was a little overwhelming at home. Yeah. Scottsdale is a very small, big city. Mm-hmm. And I literally know everyone. Um, so it was almost overwhelming to live there for a little while because it was so fresh. Like I go to co- coffee and like, the Starbucks girl would be crying and I'm so glad you're still here. And I'm like, I just want a coffee it's too early for this. <laughs> and I mean, and you appreciate like, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. yeah. You feel weird though. You thing. feel like, you it's feel just, like it's just constant too much attention. Yeah. And I'm like, I like, I like the fact that at home, one thing I love, and you know this, especially when you're heavy, which I'm obviously not now, but when you go somewhere different and you walk into like a grocery store, especially if you're in like a tank top, everyone's like looking at you at home. No one gives a shit. They've seen right. it for so long, yeah, you know, yeah. from small to big. So no one even cares. So it was a, it's a little weird to be reversed um, out here. I, I don't even know. I mean, literally, especially now, like I'm just in there. I go to the gym. No one cares. No one talks to me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's kind of nice. But, um, you know, it's been uh, it's been good. But now the only thing I'm really doing is um, clients. Have, number one, my clients pretty much stayed. Um, you know, I had some that, that went because they had to with competing and things like that. Um, and I've got a bunch of new ones already. So it's, it's, yeah. been, it's been, and, very and, fortunate. and, <laughs> and, and I want to say what, uh, I, I hopped in there and helped, uh, Dan Stein when, uh, when a couple of, of shows yeah. back to back a few of those, I had a few of those, man. And, where yeah. And through. yeah. So I was real happy when Dan called me and he's like, Hey, you know, would you help me? I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. We got to win these shows. Glutes for dusty. You know what so, made me laugh, we, though, is I was like, I was, I was literally like, man, I wish if all of my clients went to you, it would be like they went to me. Well, <laughs> like, it was pretty easy transition. Pretty much the same way. I'm sure you look at it, you're like, oh, this is well. The, the very <laughs> first, yeah, the very first thing I said was, send me, send me what you're doing, and right. he sent it to me, and my first response was, okay, no changes. <laughs> it was like, it was, and then I, I felt I was like, that was such an acido move. <laughs> that was that was classic Aceto. Just yeah. here, here are you, you're okay. Yeah, you're gonna coach me now. Yeah, what do I do? Don't change anything. Yeah. Well, then you gotta. I mean, you gotta watch and see what happens after a week or so of seeing him on your own. Yeah. So I, yeah, he anyway. looked. He looked. He looked great when he came to me. Like the corners were in on the glutes and stuff. He just needed the ripple chip look. Just had to keep going. You yeah, turned exactly. into walnuts. That's all. Yeah, yeah. And you know, he was. I think he was already two eleven. So. Right. I mean, the first show, he was like 203, and then the second show, we got into, um, he was 203 and had to drop down, like, you know, water down to, right. to light heavy. And then, so we just dieted him some more mm-hmm. and got him so he was a light heavy hydrated. Right. He didn't even have to drop water to make light heavy, just stepped on the scale. And then that, you know how easy it is to peak when that's the case, when you're yeah. not even dehydrated yet. So then that's why he looked so great at that, at the juniors. And congrats to Cole. Yes. Hey, yeah, he looked wacky too. Looked wacky, you know. So, uh, um, you know, that was awesome just to see, you know, uh, people step up and. I had a lot of know. that, man. It's 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 kind of cool, like you said. I mean, it's funny, but I I so I come to and then Tommy has taken a bunch. Um, you had obviously taken Dan, Cole, and a couple. Uh, I have two other guys. Uh, one is 
uh, one went, Cole went, uh, to Matt and then, um, Ben actually, uh, is with one of my guys that, that, uh, we'd finished with. And when I came, I mean, essentially when I came back, so to speak, um, I was literally like, we'll just keep going. Like, yeah, yeah. You, just, you know, I know your show's in six weeks, but you guys are on a roll now. Just, just finish. And he's competing, uh, in two weeks, Irwin. And, uh, he looks nuts. I mean, Ben's Ben's absolutely bringing him in perfectly. So it's going to be fun because, man, if somebody can beat him, then they brought it. So I don't I don't see him not winning. And if he doesn't, then uh, that then some really real bodybuilder showed up, which is awesome. Yeah, that's well. Hey, you yeah. know, I'm I'm happy we can actually talk about bodybuilding again. What do you think of Akeem? When you know what's crazy? Um, and again, based on pictures, like it shows you how bad pictures are. Because from the picks and forgetting about order, just watching him on stage, I actually thought Hassan had a shot and he got third. Right. So, I mean, it just shows that if you're not there um, and Akeem looked great, I couldn't tell because of the pictures I saw if he was as good as he was at the Olympia. Um, I, don't, I don't think he was quite as hard. Right. Yeah. But I mean, the the gobs of muscle thing is that when he was still harder so down. Yeah, he was still harder than Hassan, so he, you know what I mean? Right. And then, um, what's the, the guy that got second? I don't know his name, actually, because I, I was literally, um, Kenny just posted him, if you want to find it, because I guess Kenny, uh, Kenny Wallach is posing. Boom, Kenny Wallach. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mohammed Shaban, the guy that was just on Fuad's show. Yep. Yeah, he looked fantastic. So, but again, you know, what I think it is too. Like when I even look at that picture that he posted, um, I feel like Hassan's midsection is a square. Um, it's not that he's blocky; it's that these guys have that taper. And there's a difference between being blocky and not having a, a drastic taper. You know what I mean? Yeah, it 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 does make a difference. Like I can see it in this front double here. Um, it's it's pretty hard to stand next to Akeem and and uh that the that guy that got second Muhammad, yeah yeah Muhammad, because um i mean the v taper is i mean it's it's pretty noticeable but the funny thing is hassan's almost got big enough quads that it makes up for it <laughs> yeah that's the thing is it, he's and his muscle is so round i mean legs arms i mean literally because i saw him in in vegas um when i went down to flex's gym and uh he's just round yeah I mean, it's crazy. Like, you know, it kind of, uh, and I love this, but I, I, it's like you want to show people that don't understand that there's levels to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they see someone like you when you're 330 pounds or, you, or peeled out of your mind for show or myself, and they're like, they're blown away. And they're like, oh, if I could show you like a really good bodybuilder, you'd really right. freak out. <laughs> like the, the round, balloony, muscle belly guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. which, yeah. you know, and Akeem is just... I, I don't think most people realize, and I don't even know. Have you competed against the team before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's in so, my like, class at the North Americans. Yeah. So when when he um and like he's it's, standing in front of you, like facing away, his lats fold on top of each other. Yeah. Because there's nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> so Akeem Akeem was one of the few guys, and you know I could probably name a few, but there were a lot of guys that I competed against that went on to be good bodybuilders and like do Olympias. Right. Right. Like. I competed against Frank McGrath and like Fuad, <laughs> uh, Ben Pikalski, you know, uh, all those guys. And 
like, you know, I actually beat Ben one year, you know, the year I won mm. my class. Like these guys were really good, right? But I still let backstage, I was like, okay, these guys are, this guy's awesome. But, you know, I think I might be able to beat him. Right. You know? Uh, but then there's a couple guys where you see them backstage and you're like, this guy, this is a pro qualifier show. And this guy is a joke. Right. Like, he's, there's no one beating him and we all know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was Akeem at the North Americans. He was yeah. just standing there and all the other super heavies. And these, and, and these are like, this is North Americans. There's like, what, 30 supers in that class? I think I did that show with you. Yeah. And like everyone, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah, that, that year Lockett was in it too to give yeah, people an and, idea. Yeah, and Lockett, Lockett was there too, and everyone's <laughs> like, "No, nah, Lockett, so Lockett might be second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just it, it's too much. That's like yeah. um, it was the same when I competed with Jason Ha. Like yeah, that was 2010 when he was posting oh, yeah. all those crazy pictures, and you're just like, "Well, there's gonna be a lot of guys shooting for second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Keem's a hell of a bodybuilder, man. So uh, no surprise that he's going to the Olympia. Um, you know, it's uh. Did I, did I tell you what's going on here, Dusty, our, uh, our heat wave? You should cover it for those who didn't know, because I, I saw it online already. And, of course, you guys with your weird numbers or, or us Americans with our weird numbers, I'm like, 41, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, yeah. So we have a heat wave right now, and it's, it's, like, uh, a, it's like a super shock to everyone, because I don't know when the last time we had these temperatures in Vancouver. I've certainly never seen them. But it's uh, we had 41 yesterday Celsius and we're going to be 43 today, which is like 106 Fahrenheit yesterday. And yeah, it'll be like 5.8. Yeah. And then what's 43 Celsius? I'm, I'm pulling these up because I'm a weirdo that needs to know because I laughed because you put something up there about that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it's worse. Yeah. 109.4. So 100. Yeah. So for us, that's like like people are fucked up. They're like, oh, shit, this is going to be bad. You know, like. Well, I think somebody like you guys died have, like, you don't you don't have like the word like and and I hate when people say this in Arizona anyways, but you don't have dry heat either, so it's nasty. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty fucking hot. And so the gym, I mean, we got the tinted windows and the giant fans and the big bay doors and the air blowing through there, but we don't have AC, so you know it's still like ninety in the gym Fahrenheit, you know. Oh, so everyone's yeah. everyone's sweating it up in there. It's it's pretty hot, but we're just not used to it, like. You know, people were coming up to me yesterday at the gym and they're like, this is unbelievable. I can't believe how hot this is. And I was like, this isn't anywhere as close as Arlington Metroflex when I was there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Arlington Metroflex, it was 118 Fahrenheit when I left at one in the afternoon or two in the afternoon. Yeah, and it's so, also like 90% humidity. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was it was insufferable. It was a physical and mental challenge to shoot that video from the very beginning to the very end. And uh, that was probably the hottest uh training environment like the the most uh, uh the most unhospitable training environment i've ever experienced yeah, you, you uh, were fighting two devils you had the you had gravity and you had temperature <laughs> gravity and temperature and a camera on me so i couldn't be a pussy yeah and that's, just, when, that's just, when you got to make sure you're doing i mean like your 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 pot your drinks with the sodium and oh uh, yeah i was you know. putting salt in gatorade and drinking yep. it Yep. <laughs> you have to. I mean, yeah. it sounds funny to people, but yeah, I mean, I can't imagine because I've trained in your gym in a normal summer heat. Um, and, I, you know, I sweat like crazy anyways. And I'm like, this is brutal because at home, 
you know, it could be 110 outside, but the gym is 76. Yeah, they're all. <laughs> like, you, we got you, air conditioning. Yeah, you guys can't even sort of like. Do you have any gyms there that like don't AC in the winter and open the doors and stuff? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. you can do that. So, but most gyms are AC'd all year long, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. My right. gym is small, and we have we have a, a small version of your big door. Um, right. We open up in the winter. That's nice, but. Uh, yeah, I mean the AC is the AC, and it's it's weird because you adapt to the summer, like like cold places do to the winter. Like when I get done training, I start my truck from inside, I wait like six or seven minutes, then I walk outside and I have to deal with the heat until I open the door of the truck and get in. And I'm like, ah, good, we're back in the 70s. <laughs> That's funny. I I can't get my auto start to work. That's a code red. You need to get that handled. I I. I think I might actually have to read the fucking manual. Am I doing, do I not have it like turned on or activated or I don't know. It like, I don't know. So, so. you mind Toyota's uh, it's an app. So it's on my phone. It's not even yeah. On my so I, I downloaded the app, but I haven't totally fished through it yet. Yeah, do the app because it's, it's probably awesome. in there. You could start your car. Like I could start your truck from here. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not like a, it's not like a yeah, there's no distance thing. situation here at all. Yeah, you know, the, someone the, unlocks your car. Like if you were at home, like it's funny because um, I leave my truck at my mom's house, and uh, I had a guy come to wash it, and uh, he came early, and I and I text uh, my mom's boyfriend, and I was like, oh, the guy came early, and he's like, oh, did he text you? I was like, no, he opened my car, because I literally get a thing on my phone. It's like, doom, driver door open. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, he must right. be washing my car. Right. Yeah. See, I just opened that app and I got to finish putting all my info into it. I guess that'll help. Yeah. Do the app. It's funny, though. I don't it's not, you know, I don't really think to use auto start here because I only use that in the winter when I lived in Alberta. <laughs> but now because it's fucking hot. Now it's fucking hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I got a chest workout plan today, so we'll see how it goes. What did you, uh, I got to ask, because we didn't even cover it. What do you think of the 212? Oh, it, everyone looks so good, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was actually stunned, though. I thought Guy was going to win. I really did. Um, even though I like the other guy's rear double better, I thought Guy was going to win. Right. I, thought I guy assumed based good. on Guy's silence that he thought he was going to win as well, because I haven't seen, he hasn't posted anything. Um, right. Yeah, really after prejudging, I was like, I oh. saw, like, you know, Guy's glutes were all peeled in, and he looked good and everything. Um, he looked like old guy, like it sounds funny, but like after he got sick, remember when he had that, like those burns coming through his skin? Oh yeah. Like he, in my opinion, never looked the same. Right. And I kind of like, you know, in my brain, I mean, and this is knowing guy, I still was like, well, it's kind of twilight time. You know what I mean? Right. Um, well, yeah, he's an older dude too. Yeah. And then he comes out with this showing and I'm like, oh, you're still in your prime. Yeah. You look good. <laughs> Like he was blown out. His chest was huge and full, waist small, hams dropping. I mean, yeah, I was uh, I was impressed. I mean, I, I hate to go on about one competitor in a show, but um, I just it was I guess it was because of my own faulting of uh, of you know essentially writing him off as the winner <laughs> that I. Um, that uh, that I was just so impressed, you know. Where where I'm I looked at RX. They don't have a good 212 pitcher up. I can't remember where I saw all the 212 pitchers. Uh, I looked at Wings of Strength. Uh, they oh, did a, Wings of did Strength. A good uh, covering of it. Um, 
and I actually don't know how to say the guy who won's name. Because um, I saw all the 212 comparison photos. I just can't remember what website it was on. Yeah, if you go to Wings of Strength, they've got some. There, like, there's some. a good video. I guess, I mean, if you, when you really look at the, you know, if you get into the pictures, like, I can definitely see, um, you know, how. So it's not like, oh, I, I think he got screwed or anything. The guy who won has a better shape, better taper. Um, he also looks to have really long arms, which I think when you have a big arm, a long arm is impressive. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just looking. Oh, yeah, here's, here's, this is the photo I saw. It was Wings of Strength. Yeah, see, I liked I liked guys' legs a little better than this other dude that looks mm-hmm. like he has really long arms. It's a it's an interesting class though. The guy that got third was pretty sharp. Is that the guy who got yes. third? Yeah, he looked good too. So I don't know. I was just happy to see guy on stage again, and you know, happy to see two twelve happening, and happy to see a bodybuilding show and Olympia qualifications being dished out and. You know, it almost feels normal again, except for if you live in Canada. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. I noticed, uh, you know, one thing I just I can't like, I don't know if I just don't have time for it or whatever. But um, I sometimes, you know, let stuff play in the background. Like, right. Rarely do I intentionally click on many other podcasts, but, you know, they'll just play through like and um, I might hear like a clip from someone and and whenever i hear them being critical of bodybuilders you know and Mm -hmm. like i mean even like good critical like critical is required so obviously there's a certain amount but you know when guys are like oh you know i don't know fuck you know i think he needs more legs i'm sort of at a point now because i'm looking back on so many years of bodybuilding Mm -hmm. where i i just don't feel like criticizing pro bodybuilders anymore right like I, I, I realize what it takes. I realize how hard they all work. Everyone's got genetic limitations that they, tr- that basically 90% of the effort that bodybuilders are putting in is like battling against genetic limitations. You know what right. I mean? And, and, you know, we might have a crazy physique, but you spend 90% of your time thinking about that one body part. You're like, fuck, I bring that up. Right. And, um, so, you know, when guys are like, oh, you know, this guy needs more, this guy needs more arms or this guy needs more delts. I'm like, yeah, they probably know that. And yeah, they're probably the busting their part. ass. Yeah. yeah, that's the, that's what, that's the part that I just got tired of is they already know that they've already had judges and, and training partners and girlfriends and wives and buddies and everyone tell them what their weak point is. And mirrors. <laughs> and mirrors and photos and judges. And they've already devised arm training strategies to try to bring them up and they're sending emails to people and they're working with trainers and they're asking advice. And it's, I know what everyone does. It's all the same stuff I did to try to fix problems the whole time. And it, it's so much effort that I just sort of, I just want to appreciate the effort at this point. You know, I always find it funny too, though, in reverse. Um, and, uh, you know, using myself as an example, like I love when people would hammer me for my triceps and be like, he's loading his triceps. I'm like, well, then why don't I load my shitty biceps? Right. Why don't I fix my <laughs> other problems? Yeah. Quit, quit picking on my best. easy to load. <laughs> quit picking on my best genetic body part and telling me that it's fake. Why, not, why, are, why are you not making fun of me for my biceps? Exactly. My arms and my biceps are terrible. By all means, point it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I know what you mean. It's, uh, I don't know. I just felt like saying that because, you know, you hear guys just 
I'm just tired of you're tired of that. On that note is um, and I don't know. I mean, it's probably just realization. But I used to get that on Instagram. Like I'd get 100 comments on a post and then one guy would say something negative and I would always answer him immediately. Right. You know, like I had like I was fighting him. You know what I mean? And it's funny because, number one, you really are going to give your time to the guy that's hating on you versus the 99 people that are supportive. Like that makes you a moron. Um, But the other thing was, is I just realized now I I do I do one of two things, depending on what they say. Um, I delete their comment. Or I just delete them. Yeah. Yeah. I block people like it's nothing now. I'm like, yeah, as you should. I just I I've realized the amount of. Like, why put any energy in a negative? Like, and you're, and you're doing just, them a favor. Boom. Like, obviously, you don't want to see me. So, yeah. cool. You don't have to anymore. I helped you. you yeah. Won't. I actually think you're doing them a favor. You know? You know, like, if everyone blocked them, they would have nowhere to spew their negative bullshit, and they'd have to deal with it themselves. Well, I don't know if you saw um, yesterday, uh, actually, Rob Bailey put up a post, because um, I didn't see the initial, but he had posted something and someone threw negative shit at him. So Rob put up a follow up post and he just said, you know, I have to tell you, you are you cannot be successful if in the middle of a day on a Sunday, what you're doing with your time is talking shit on other people's posts. And he goes and understand when I'm talking about successful, you could be rich. You could be financially successful, but you are not a successful person if that's what you're doing with your time. Right. You know, and he said, on the flip, you can be broke, but be with a good family and a good life and doing your thing. And, and I can consider you successful. He's like, you know, and he literally said, you know, to the guy, feel free to reach out to me so we can talk this out because you're in a bad place and I feel bad for you. Right. That you're coming at me and he's like, on a summer Sunday afternoon, this is what you choose to do with your time. And it was so funny because that's how and I, again, I don't know where it came from. Maybe I just grew up overnight, but it's like I used to like sometimes just getting in the dirt and fucking with people. But I realized it's just a waste of energy. Now it's just like goodbye. I mean, sometimes I'll laugh because the people who are talking shit about me don't even follow me. They literally right. find my page and then I'm like. Well, I really don't need you. I can just block you easily now. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, so I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, sometimes there's just so much negativity in the world. It's like, do we need any more? Like, right. trust me, you know, Ben Pakulski knew in his prime that he could use a thicker back. And yeah. I promise you he's training as hard or harder than you are yeah. trying to obtain that. It's just not happening. <laughs> Actually, he's a great example because he, like, he like was one of those dudes that was like consulted with every possible expert he could find. And you know what I mean? Like, so he's like a good example of taking that to the extreme, you know? So, which should be proof that like, you know, people say, you know, people out there, they think you can fix any problem. Right. It's like, it's like, no, no, no. It's like if, uh, if Ben couldn't get a Ronnie Coleman back, then there are such thing as genetic limitations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, truthfully, it's funny though, because everyone understands that you, you know, you can't make yourself taller, but for some reason it's unheard of that there's muscles that just won't alter. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, 
it's also genetics. I mean, I don't yeah. care. You can make something better or you can tap into it and all of a sudden something that you thought was weak can change. Yeah. But if you've done every possible thing, which I think most most pros who have a weakness, they're not tried everything. ignoring it. They're not just like, yeah, I just won't. So that'd be like me. Like, I just don't train biceps because they suck. Right. So yeah, I just yeah, don't yeah. train at all. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a little asinine. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for watching another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. And thank you to our great sponsor, TrueNutrition.com, for making this all possible. TrueNutrition.com is owned by Dante Trudell, the creator of DC Training. He wanted to create a supplement company that offered high-quality third-party tested supplements at a fair price. High-quality protein powders, just about every type you could think of. Huge variety of flavors, plus health and performance supplements. Check them out, TrueNutrition.com. And hey, if you use our code ADVICES, you directly support our podcasting. Thanks, guys. Let's get back to the program. You had a, you had a whole bunch of listener questions, didn't you? I did. Uh, I, I threw that up. I had a plan because I knew we were finally. I was I was finally ready to do a show again. Um, so yes, I have a ton. Um, did you get any, or would you like to? Uh, or would you like me to just blast them out? Because I have. Hundreds. <laughs> Why don't you blast some good ones? Blast right, a few good here. ones. Da, 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 da. You know how we. Okay, are. this is a good one. You are best. This is a good one, actually. Um, struggling with bulking the look. I used to be a fat kid, so mentally it makes it really hard and takes me back to being that kid. Um, advice on that. Well, um, some people can definitely bulk harder than other people. <laughs> you know, and get away with it. Like, you know, I was able to eat, you know, I did the crazy stuff, you know, bag of Burger King every day, trying to hit 300 and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, did I get too fat? Probably got too fat a few times, but it didn't do me any psychological stress or worry me or anything like that. And it also uh, didn't like you know, if you used to be a fat kid, then you have those areas that get extra fat and you have all that genetic predisposition for, you know, your, where your storage is. So you can't push a bulk like someone who has very even fat storage. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get someone who's naturally leaner and has even body fat and they can like they can eat their face off. But you have someone who's like genetically really fat in the midsection and typically and was overweight when they're a kid. There's a lot of fat cells and. You got to be you got to be more careful with what you consider a calorie surplus and I think more strategic with, you know, having low calorie days and um, lower calorie days or deficit days and stuff like that. I I could see that being a, a strategy. Um, you just have to be you have to be more careful, but you still have to eat enough to grow. And that's that's what's hard for people who were, you know. Well, that's his, that's his struggle is he's dealing with the kids. mental side of, of, yeah. of having to do that. Um, yeah. So what, I mean, what would you say for that as far as the mental side? I mean, you know, how, how I, mean, it's, I know it's person to person, but what would you suggest if you had a client that was in that spot? I take a lot of pictures. Take take pictures often because, you know, like, you know, as a bodybuilder, we do this all the time. We go, oh, this, it, this part sucks. And then you take pictures and you're like, oh, it actually looks okay. Right. Right. So, you know, he's going to be like, oh, I don't want to get too fat. I don't want to get too fat. But he takes the pictures and can still see a couple abs. And he knows he's no fatter than last week. Right. Then it 
And you know, when you see proof, you think, oh, I feel I'm getting fatter, but then you see pictures and you're like, oh, I'm not. Right. So that, that would be a strategy, I guess. I definitely don't consider myself an expert on dealing with that. You know, it's not something I ever had to go through. But I would say that if you had material evidence to cancel out your feelings and emotions, right. that would probably be a good place to start. Yeah, I think, too, with that, um, you have to remember what the goal is and understand yeah. that when you were fat as a kid, uh, you made your decision to become fat subconsciously. You didn't mean yeah. to. You didn't make a decision. This is a choice. You're in control, which means if at any point you decide you can't handle it, you know how to reel it back in because you've done it before. So I think that that's a key because uh, Evanson Dupont is a prime example of a guy that was a fat kid, but actually was a firm believer in getting big in the off season. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he he's actually put a post about that in the last month, month, I guess, two, two and a half months. I forgot about one of them um, <laughs> where. Uh, where he said that, like he always thought that the off season was a time to get big. Um, yeah. He posted a picture and his face was all bloated. And I think that that's key because you have to remember you're in control. You weren't before. So don't think you slipped and fell and got fat, um, you know, and be smart. Like you said, you probably can't have Burger King meals. You know, I, I, I literally joke about this with people all the time. Like my metabolism is a way that like I can get away with murder in the office. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, but I don't suggest it. And I also think about the health side of it. So I don't do that anymore. Um, but for someone like that, you can't. Um, and then the other thing is like Ron said is, is have the pictures because people allow the scale to tell them how they look. Right. You know, so you go up, I mean, it's funny, but I had a client just barely, uh, she, to give you an idea, uh, she put on 10 pounds while I was away. And, I, I read the email and I looked at the pictures and I compared to the other pictures and I barely saw a difference. So I, I literally DM'd her and I'm like, this is the wrong number, right? And she's like, nope, I'm up 10 pounds. I'm like, damn, you aren't any fatter. I mean, if you are, it's marginally. Right. So obviously you're just fuller. I mean, I know you didn't put on 10 pounds of muscle, but it was just one of those situations where the scale was lying to me in a way that I'm like, that can't be right. I mean, I'm comparing pictures side by side and 10 pounds on a, on a five, eight woman is a lot of, a lot of weight. Yeah. You would think I could see it. Um, and I literally was like, Oh, well, I guess it's fine. Just keep going. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 But it was one of those things where again, if I had allowed the scale to say it, it's like, Oh fuck, we gotta get, we gotta diet. Yeah. 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 You can't put on 10 pounds in six weeks. That's not okay. You, you, you must be fat. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So marginal. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, then uh, let's just hope you can put on another 10 <laughs> like, that, that looks like this. So, all right, let me see what else we got here. All right. These are these are interesting answers to me. So I'm curious for you. What's typically the best for leg thickness or width? Like the front view. Uh, well, I mean, so from the front view, what's the most important things? Yeah, what makes them look thick? Well, I mean, quads and adductors. Qu uh, quads, quads and adductors. I mean, um, some people don't need to train their adductors. Some guys get big adductors from squatting and pressing and hacking and all that stuff. And uh, 
Some people don't. Right. <laughs> and they need to add, you know, some adductor work. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, to get thick legs from the front, I mean, you're looking at quad sweep and teardrops. And I think that um, someone asked me this yesterday. They say, what do you think? I can't remember who I read this from, but it it made the most sense. They said the quad sweep and the teardrop are only knee hinge movements, right? They don't cross the hip joint. So they only have a knee joint. Right. And they're actually kind of hard to put into a stretch position. They don't really have large ranges of motion. We right. I know we know the knee moves a long ways, but the teardrop doesn't have to stretch that much to make that corner. Like have you seen how much your teardrop actually moves when you bend your knee? Right. It only has a range of motion of like a couple inches. Yeah. And um and same with your quad sweep. Like your quad sweep it, it I know the knee appears to move a long ways, but it only takes like an inch or two of range of motion to make that turn. Right. So so you have to put them through really long ranges of motion, which means going deep. Right. Agreed. Teardrop and sweep are all about depth. That's that's what what I was reading. That's what made sense to me from it. And the rectus femoris crosses both joints. So you need to fix the hip joint to truly load it, which would be leg extensions or sissy squats or something like that. Right. But it also is the largest muscle in the quad and does a huge amount of work when you squat and stuff like that. So um, so that 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 and, and the rectus femoris, too, you could technically you could fix the knee joint and move the hip joint and it would also work. Right. Which is kind of interesting because we don't think about uh, knee raises or leg raises with with right. uh with leg training we think of them as ab training but i've seen lots of programs like didn't jp have you doing hanging leg raises on leg day yep yeah because the rectus femoris crosses the hip joint but most people don't think that way um but as far as adding teardrop mm -hmm. thickness and quad sweep mm -hmm. that would be from the front that would matter the most yep that's just going deep go deep full range yep. extensions full range hacks you know i see people doing extensions like this but try to set up the machine so your legs fold right underneath and you get true full range extensions, yep. everything. Yeah, and make the muscle work. I mean, I think that's the big thing on extensions too is a lot of people just fire it up. Um, I always say squeeze it up on extensions. Like make the muscle work to get the positive, even, even on the positive, of course, control the negatives. So key. And then like you said, I think for most people, adductor is the magic. Because yeah. most people are hollow as hell between a leg. It's like, I've seen, I mean, you know, you know who did really well with that was King Kamali. He didn't oh. have great quad sweep, but if you looked at his legs, he had so much adductor. Yeah. So that his legs looked massive. Do you remember what King Kamali did for leg training? Do you remember his videos? I, I know exactly why he had big adductors. Because he did this crazy, dangerous incredibly heavy squatting and leg pressing with very wide stance right and i mean that just screams adductor overload right and he had huge adductors so yeah. i just funny when you mentioned that when you mentioned king kamali i remember a video of him like smith squatting seven plates with like a guy like bear hugging him right but he's like wide stance and everything right yeah, his feet so, are as wide as the damn machine yeah yeah you know <laughs> so yeah that's that's funny but yeah, you're right. He was an example of a guy who, uh, and also to Branch Warren, like Branch has great quads, 
But look how far apart his feet are, and his legs are still touching all the way down to the knee. Yeah, he I stands mean, with crazy. He stands with like almost a wider than shoulder width stance. Like his yep. feet are almost wider than his shoulders. They're like right out to his side delts, his feet, you know? Yeah. And his legs are still were still touching like most of the way down. And that's what gave his thighs such a massive look to them, you know? Yeah, I so, think I think it's funny because it, I I really don't get me wrong, Branch had gigantic legs, but he could stand like next to a Kai and his legs not look small, and I guarantee you they didn't measure the same. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know well, what I mean? Branch isn't Branch. I mean, obviously this Branch isn't a big guy. Right. Like you know, you see Branch um, when he was even at his biggest, and like he's obviously a tank, but frame wise, you know, you see his legs on stage, and they look like they would be, you know, as big as like your torso. Right. Yeah. But in reality, they're not. But the doctor illusion is in just nuts. Yeah, for sure. So. <clears throat> okay. Hey, I just got some news. What how's this? It? How's this for hot? We're closing the gym today at one. No way. Yeah. I guess they're shutting work sites all over the city. Restaurants are closing because the kitchens are too hot. The air conditioning can't keep up with uh, the heat. Just think of like, you know, how good an air conditioner do you need? Well, all of a sudden now, maybe the air conditioner you have isn't quite enough. So right. I, my buddy told me it was 120 Fahrenheit in his kitchen at work yesterday where he cooks. And they were taking turns standing in the freezer. So they're closing kitchens all over the city. Chefs, chefs are going home, work sites, construction, all shutting down. And so I guess we're shutting the gym today. So, you know, when I was a little kid, I used to like snow day, you know? You get mm-hmm. that day where it's minus 40. It's so fucking cold that the school buses just say, fuck you, I'm not driving. Yeah. And uh, you get to stay home from school. Well, I guess it's uh, shut the gym day. So <laughs> craziness. <laughs> Crazy dusty. That's how Canadians cope with the heat. We just fucking stay home. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't think it's it, it's 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 preparation. You know, it's funny. Uh, an example that a lot of people don't think of. You know, in Arizona, we don't have uh, sewer systems like storm drains. We don't, oh, we don't everything just evaporates them. before it. There's not enough rain. It just <laughs> even if we get like a crazy. So what'll happen is we'll have areas that flood. Yeah. We have a ton of liquid. But just like you guys, it's not worth the millions and millions and millions of dollars it would cost. I, I like how you called it <laughs> liquid because, like, is there a possibility it's not rain? Like, what other liquid <laughs> What other liquid floods the city? Well, it could be rain, but, like, other liquids, too. Yeah. Could be anything. Could be anything. <laughs> you never know in this place. Yeah, so so if California it. sinks into the ocean and a tsunami comes up into Arizona, you guys don't have drainage is what you're telling me. Thank God we have a boat. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What's what, what's next? What's next? What are your thoughts about training back three times a week? Well, it, it, I mean, I got nothing against it if you have, if this, if it results in, in progress. I mean, fuck, I've done back twice a week. I did that a couple times. And then the one year I did it, I had people tell me that my back came up and I was pretty certain that I'd made a good choice that year and done a good job at balancing volume and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the pull day and then a row day with a deadlift movement. Ronnie style, except for it wasn't morning and afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, 
and and uh i've i've seen guys do a pull down day a row day and then like a, later in the, and then at the end of the week just deadlifts right right so that's technically you know back three times a week right. so uh yeah there's lots of ways you could do it um or maybe it's just a v- adjusted for volume and it's just like three back workouts that all add up to the total volume that makes sense and it's not necessarily rows or pull downs it's just you know f- like three back workouts that comp you know are are composed of all the movements um yeah. it, it would just depend on volume and recovery you know obviously i've never done it i trained yeah, I calves I, I trained calves three times a week and i got them to improve i did uh, i did legs three times a week uh with john under john meadows guidance um but what we did and I think this would be my suggestion if this guy's going all over back is remember your CNS is working. Um, so during the time I was training legs three days a week, I wasn't training back at all. Right. Yeah. So, so, so I stopped. I got rid of other things so that my body could handle that. And my legs absolutely came up. Um, but I took a body part that's genetically gifted. Just let it go dormant knowing full well. And it was funny cause it, it did alter. Um, cause it was for a pretty good period of time, but literally to get my back up back to where it is or where yeah. it is it's best. It took like two weeks. It was almost like just reminding it, Oh, Hey, I need you back. And, uh, and it did its thing. So I think that's a big deal is if you're really going all out for three days a week, you might need to get rid of or combine and lower volume on other stuff. Yeah, your total overall training volume. Yeah, you know, yeah, not just back. Like, know, like this is a uh, another good example. This just happened to a client of mine. Um, I put some bike sprints in, just a few. Yes. And hit cardio, and uh, and it and it was enough to tip the scales, and all of a sudden they were like, "Holy fuck, <laughs> I'm fucked." And then we like dialed back a bit, and all, and they're like, "Fine again." Right. And that's a really, a really good client though, who has been working with me a long time and I know their feedback is like really accurate. Right. right. So I was like, I, you know, it, it, it was, it was good feedback, but yeah, it's like, you know, anything that's super intense can be enough to cross the line. All right. Here's a good one that I'm actually curious about too. What's the hardest prep you've been through and how did it turn out? Hmm. We sort of we sort of talked about this once, but I think it was worded differently. Um, hardest prep I've been through. That's hard to say because it's like hard for different reasons, I guess. Um, well, I think of hard. I think of like what which preps. Uh, I mean, in my brain, I'm thinking they're asking about suffering, not about hard because your personal life had shit in it. Yeah, see, that's what that's that was the difference, right? Yeah. I, I followed that one right away. I was like, I know yeah. where you're going with this. Yeah. So, so one of my, one of my hardest preps, like just the, when I won the provincials, which was the 99 Albertas, um, I was uh, 23 years old, but I was going to college full time and uh, I was living in Grand Prairie and it was a brutal winter, like one of the worst winters I ever experienced in 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 northern alberta it was minus 40 celsius which is also minus 40 fahrenheit they match up so it <laughs> was run into each other yeah the minus 40 is the same on both so when right. i say minus 40 
it's <laughs> that's what it is um it was minus 40 like for almost like a whole month at one point and um yeah like you had to run out between every class and start your car for a little while or else it would be too frozen to start you know and and you had to try to find a a, a spot with a plug-in right and and you had to plug your car in every night to keep your oil fucking viscous and and yeah let your car run for like 20 minutes just to warm it up and it was fucking brutal and um i was getting up at you know 5 30 every morning to do cardio and going to bed at midnight 12 30 every night after cooking all my meals and studying and getting everything done and training and all that so it was just one of those like you know i think back to the the busiest times in my life and where you know you had the most day completely called for already yeah and it was the 99 alberta contest prep or the first year we opened the gym <laughs> those, right those were two of the busiest craziest periods of time in my life yeah did you find though i mean it's weird but um when i think back to when i owned the five retail stores and was bodybuilding I remember one thing I really liked about it was I was too busy to even realize that if I was tired, if I was anything like there was no time to analyze. It was just like eat your food back to work, get done with work, mm-hmm. do this, get to the house, do that. You know what I mean? Like I remember I had my schedule down to the point there where at the end of the day, um, I would I would leave my store around 830, 45 at night. And I would come home and I found that the only thing that kind of refreshed me was to come home, take my shoes off, put my feet in the pool for a while and and like just chill for like 10 minutes and then fresh socks and then go to the gym. And it was like that was like my my, my little trick to get through the day because, yeah, then we would train. And by the time I was at the gym actually training, it was, we started like 10 you know, get done with a workout somewhere between 1130 and midnight, do more cardio, you know, same thing. But I remember once it was all said and done going, that was the fastest prep of my life. Yeah. Flew by. Cause you just don't have time to even analyze or think, or, you know, I would send my pictures to Chris blind. Like, you know, some, like when you have a slower life, you'll look at the pictures a little bit. I would literally attach them, send, and then go. Yeah, like I wouldn't even go, oh, that's not a good front double or whatever. I just send it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was like, yeah, I hit one shot for my for my training partner that took my pictures and it was what it was. I hope he didn't make it blurry. Like, here we go. We I was filming with a video camera. Right. Filming a round of mandatories every Sunday morning. And then Monday morning, I would express post it in the mail. And then Tuesday, two. Tuesday afternoon, my coach would get it and he would watch it and he would call me Tuesday night. And that's what we did for 16 weeks. It's so funny because I mean that, see, I started bodybuilding late enough that like, or well, I should say I started bodybuilding with a coach late enough. Right. Um, that it was, it was pictures on, on online the whole time. Like I think about that because Jay used to say that he used to mail Chris pictures. Yeah. Cause when I, when I first hired the coach, I was like, Hey, you want me to mail you pictures? He's like, fuck pictures. We do video. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, we have video that, cameras, right? <laughs> what do they like, cost to film and send your your tape? Well, so um, 
I can't remember what format it was, but he told me the format that I needed to send. And I was like, oh, wow, I have a friend who has one of those cameras. That's perfect. Right. So we just I just used my buddy's camera. And uh, I guess every tape would have been like six, seven bucks. But then um, to Express Post, it was like, you know, I don't know, five, six bucks, probably 10 bucks, maybe back then. So, you know, 10 bucks a week to send your pictures, 20 bucks with video and everything. Yeah, it was funny. funny. And then and then the funny thing was. Is my coach, uh, when I went to the show, he came to my hotel room to see me like on Friday and he brought like a box of tapes. He's like, Want your tapes back? And I was like, <laughs> Oh, okay. So, like, he gave me all my tapes back. I have them somewhere still. It's funny. That's freaking awesome. That's yeah, classic. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's some format I can't watch. Yeah, but you have them. Yeah, yeah. You returned them. Yeah, it's like okay. a, you, have, you have CDs in your bathroom, but you have nowhere to oh, put them. Oh, God. Tell you about the box of CDs I just dug through. <laughs> I love it. I used to have one of those big, like, square cases that held four per side. Yeah. I had like three or five hundred discs in there. Yeah. God, it's it's funny to think that all of that plus is on this little guy right here now. <laughs> Remember my buddy back in the day? He had one of those giant CD books in his car, mm-hmm. and it was like full of everything. He had like every fucking CD. And um, one day he was really into country, though. So it was like half country. Right. And uh, one day he got into his car and he realized his car had car been broken into. Like he got in and he was like, oh, shit. Like his fucking glove box was open and everything was open and shit was tossed around his car. And his CD thing, he normally kept it like behind his seat. Right. And it was sitting on the passenger seat with a fucking note on top of it. What did it say? I hate country music. And he, he grabbed the note and the note said, I kept your sunglasses, but your music sucks. And he like, <laughs> let him keep all his CDs. Fucking That's guy took time awesome. to write him a note. I kept your sunglasses, but I, I brought your music back. That's what he said. I brought your music back. <laughs> it sucks. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh my god that's great i very he said he just laughed he just laughed he's like fuck fair play he was great about that. i'd be so happy i'm like thank god i had this oh yeah he brought it showed me he's like look at this fucking note it's on my fucking car and I, was you like, know oh. that, uh, I don't know if i ever told you this so when i was uh you remember the house that i had when we did the uh like the cribs or whatever for mutant at my house yeah yeah so um one night not sleeping I hear something outside and I go outside and I realize someone has broken into my car. Right. And I see my sunglasses are gone, but I think to myself, I heard them. So I bolt in the house, grab my keys, come back out, get in my car and I'm going to find these people. (laughs) So I literally come out of my neighborhood. It's two in the morning or something. And I'm in North Scottsdale and sure as shit, I see like this busted up uh, Jeep Cherokee pulling into the next like turn into another neighborhood. And I'm like, you don't belong here. OK, that's you. So I call the cops and I follow them into the neighborhood and I'm literally just following them. And they realize because they're obviously just checking cars and, and stealing what they can um, that I'm following them. And so they stop their car and it's these two punk kids get out of their car. So they get out of the car and start like approaching my car. So I'm like, okay, I put it in park and get out of my car and start walking towards them. And then they're like, 
oh shit. So they get back in their car and try to like outrun me. I'm just follow them around the neighborhood until the cops pull up. And I'm just telling the cops where I am the whole time. And she's like, don't get out of your car. I'm like, I have to get out of my car. She's like, please don't get out of your car. I'm like, they're chump kids. I'm getting out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> so they end up uh, they end up getting there and arresting these kids, and it turns out they had broken into houses and stuff too. The entire oh, right. back of the car was full of stuff, and now these two kids have ruined their life all because some idiot doesn't sleep and was up at two in the morning and heard him break into his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I, literally like, did I see a door shut? My my buddy had his car stolen right out of his garage one night. He was so fucking pissed. Like oh. right out of his garage. He just like he went to go to work in the morning and opened his door to walk into his garage and his fucking garage door was open and his car was gone. And he was just like, What the fuck? Yeah. It's funny. Todd had it, my my camera guy, his Jeep got stolen yesterday. Oh shit. He well, texted me and it, and it was paid off. And he's like you, like, he's got a Jeep, it's paid off. He doesn't want another car payment. I literally told him I'm like, Oh, nothing like getting a car payment you didn't want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's not that he can't afford it, he just why the hell would he have it? All right, this no. is a fun one, and, I, and, I, and I'm actually interested. Okay. Make your perfect bodybuilder with parts from non-Mr. Olympia winners. <laughs> Non-Mr. Olympia winners. Yeah, so you can't, you can't cheat and use Phil Heath's arms. Like, you got to. Well, there's a whole bunch of things you take off Kevin Lavrone right off the start. Ah, see, that's that's almost cheating because he is a Mr. Olympia winner that didn't win. But okay, go ahead. Oh, you take you take <laughs> you take Kevin Lavrone, and you take um, Flex Wheeler. Flex Wheeler. You take a few Flex Wheelers back double or something like that. But yeah, go body part body parts. So you take it's hard. You take Lavrone's triceps. Yeah, and Lavrone's delts. Yep. Take Lavrone's delts too. For sure. And then. Uh, it's funny because if you start, you know, it's weird. It's almost like putting together a perfect basketball team where just because they're great players, they might not fit together. Yeah, like, no, it'll look funny. Like, do you? I want to. I want to give you like Marcus Rule's chest, but I don't know how it's gonna yeah, look. Yeah, do you put do you put Mike Francois's quads on there too? And then like, how does that look? You know, you wind up with like a Mr. Potato Head bodybuilder. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's funny because it has plus to flow. our eyes, our eyes when we imagine it, we we also move skin tone. Like when you take like a body part and you put it with another body part, since you're envisioning it from that person, it's already a different color. So you got like, like a medium Brown delt with like a black arm and then like a white guy's leg. That's kind of pink from the pro tan or a little bit red looking. So it just looks funny. Slide down. You got flex Lewis's calves. Or yeah. 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 It's a shit show, but it'd be in there somewhere. It would be in there somewhere. Oh, I love it. I saw that question. I'm like, this is too good. To, this is too good to let go. Even though it's an impossible answer, I have to yeah. ask the question. No, no. It's it's humorous to imagine. Oh, my God. Oh, this is a good one. Um, I'm curious what yours was. Uh, what was your total test on your last blood work? Oh, I don't remember. I remember my free test. Isn't it free test that is 8 to 28? Mm -hmm. Isn't that the range? Yep. That's free test, right? Okay, my test was 35. Free test, that's phenomenal. Because I'm on one shot a week. Do you use uh, boron? No, I don't use boron. Yeah, that helps with free tests, so that's interesting. Yeah, so it's because it's a really that's a I mean that's a great free test number. But that's off 250 megs a week. Yeah, no, it's funny because my last so my last blood work was 200 milligrams. Um, 
and I was at uh, just over a th- uh, just over a thousand for total test. Total test, yeah, yeah. And the range is what up to thirteen hundred. Uh, well, I mean, depends on where you ask. I mean, most doctors would consider me at the really, really high end, right? Um, but yeah, and then I, I've had just because I know this person's curious. I mean, I've seen it over two when I was on cycle, right? What what's what what's the normal range there? What do you consider a normal range? Uh, normal. I mean, well, I mean, I hate range, but yeah, I think yeah, every every man should be somewhere between eight and a thousand. Okay, the range yeah, yeah. is down to like three hundred, but yeah, but the the doctor's range on the test is it says three hundred to nine hundred or something, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was thinking it went to thirteen for a second, but it doesn't. Okay. Yeah, so no, it's just that's one of those things too where it, it blows my mind because people will go to their doctor and they they feel like hell. They're have no sex drive they have no desire to do anything yeah and their test is eight oh you're in range yeah you're fine i'm like yeah obviously he's not fine yeah 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 (laughs) or he wouldn't be here another thing is uh it's that range actually is for your age too so they'd be like oh well that's normal for your age right and it's like yeah but fuck my age i don't care how old i am yeah that's the, the guy who uh the first clinic that i went to um, the guy who owned it actually was not a doctor. Um, and the reason he got into it was that was because he was a race car driver and his doctor was like, well, that's, that's called getting old. So it just is what it is. And he was like, no, that doesn't work for me. Like, and so he got into researching hormones and testosterone and things and learned that you don't have to essentially get old if you yeah. control those variables, you know? And because he he was his thing was like as bad as I feel if this is what getting old is I'm I'm good to go we can get out of here like <laughs> I've had enough of this planet I I remember the first time I heard the phrase um, biological age as opposed to like real age right right and it was uh, I believe his name was Dr Michael Colgan. Mm-hmm. And he used to write for like MD magazine or muscle and fitness or one of those. He used to always have a column in the back. Right. And uh, he was just a guy back in the 90s who worked with bodybuilders and had stuff to say about, you know, food and and health and that sort of thing. And uh, I remember there were some like articles started to work their way out from him about, you know, uh, what's your actual biological age? You know, like mm-hmm. you look at look at your blood work, look at your hormones, look at your testosterone level, look at your all these other levels. And you might be 38, but your biological age is 26. Right. right? So he introduced this idea of, you know, you don't have to be your age. And I remember I feel like he was one of the guys without pushing testosterone, without pushing hormone therapy, without really talking about it at the time. He sort of like implanted the idea to me anyways. He was the first guy that I remember reading about the idea of like, you don't have to like think of your actual age as as your age. Like you start thinking about, you know, your health and start thinking about your biological age. Right. So that was kind of now that's like all the rage. Right. Yeah, we all do that. I mean, it's like, oh, I want the thyroid levels, test levels and uh, and 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 growth hormone levels of a 21 year old. Yeah, no, it's funny because I, I literally um, transcend the um, clinic that I use and, and promote. They uh, they just put together a package um, to help me with the essentially bouncing back. Um, and it's, I mean, some of the things I've never even heard of. 
they're like, okay, you're going to need this for, for recovery, you need this. And it's just, it, it's baffling how much control we have now. Like I'm excited because I'm actually going to show people what I add in and what happens. Cause like right now, and you, I'm sure you've noticed this, like, you know how after a show you take a few days off and then you get back in the gym and you just feel like you get hit by a truck every time you train. Yeah. That's me right now. Like I trained chest the other day. I, I, I think I only put up, I think I put up the whole workout. Yeah, I did as far as what movements I did. And I am wrecked still to the touch. And it's funny because like chest is a thing where I'm sore the next day and then the day after I could probably train again. Right. As far as the way I feel, not really, but you know, um, so it'll be interesting to see adding those in because you do, you have that much control now. Like, you know, I, I wonder what it was like to be 40 years old 50 years ago because at 40, my body, I mean, prior to getting sick, felt better than it did at 25. My joints right. felt better. My mind felt better. I was stronger. Like it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, essentially it's like I was 25 again, but with old man strength. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, Oh, so I'm actually younger now than I was when I was 25. Right. I know you what know? you mean. So That's yeah, a good it, feeling. it is cool to have all that stuff. Cause it's, it's, and it's the same with therapies. You know, I go in with something off. And I mean, 45 minutes later, it's fixed. I'm like, cool, back in business. Let's roll. Right. You know, (laughs) so that's why I promote it so actively to people because they don't get it. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, these are things I would be fighting with for weeks. There's one thing. There's one thing Dusty Hanshaw likes. It's his therapy. Oh, God. Yes. It's uh, I just I just wish that everybody understood. That's why I always say, make sure if you want to be a bodybuilder, you have a really good job. Yeah, I know. So you can give it, give your money to other people to push on your body yeah, with the yeah, thumbs. Yeah, so you can somehow food. fix something and yeah, eat the food, the best quality, everything else. All right, let me see. I just saw one. Shit. I got one. Oh, you have one. I thought you didn't yeah. have any. Fires. Well, no, but you had all these ones. You haven't, you know. I, I just did a, I just did a Q and A the other day for my Instagram. So, um, I got one. If you could have, if you could have unlimited amounts of one thing. That isn't normally free. Like, let's not say water, because we'll just assume water comes out of a tap. But you have unlimited amounts of something fun for the rest of your life. You never have to worry about a shortage or paying for it or anything. What would it be? Man, I'd like to do like a cheesy answer, but like, I mean, I I would take. I can't do unlimited time. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, No, I mean, shit. I mean, I guess the easy answer for me would be money. Right. Okay. Well, let's say it has to be like ice cream or something. Oh, okay. All right. Unlimited amounts of. You know, like uh, a, a commodity. It has to be like some kind of good. I got you. I got you. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You know? I, guess, I mean, I, I guess it would go with what I always, what, what I already have, but I just don't have to pay for it anymore. It would be, uh, I'd have unlimited steak that tried to kill me. Oh, I was just going <laughs> to say, it would probably be like steak or ground turkey. <laughs> yeah, it would be steak for sure. I would, I would like, have my fillets for free. What's the most expensive thing that I am forced to buy forever? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, because even when I get the discounts, $25 a pound. I mean, yeah, 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 I will yeah. gladly have somebody give me that for free for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'd say it would probably be something like that. I, I, I know it'd be fun to say, like, you know, I live in Canada, so, like, you know, weed's already free. You know, what do you say? You know, back in the back in the 90s, it'd be like, oh, unlimited weed or something, you know. But now it's like nowadays, like, 
weed's just everywhere. You know, <laughs> if, I don't. The funny thing is, I also just factor in. I mean, I, I can't help it, but like, I I don't spend enough on weed. No, like, exactly. Like, how I much do you spend on weed? Like, how many possibly spend on weed compared to groceries? Exactly. This is fucking crazy. Even if I got my egg whites for free, that would be like a huge financial burden. <laughs> Just lift it, especially price of eggs now in Canada. Jesus. How did Dusty get rich? He gets his uh, Crystal Light for free now. Yeah, he got a, a Crystal Light subsidy <laughs> 10 years ago, and he's been investing it and reinvesting it over and over. And it's just piled up on them. <laughs> yeah, be the, the or a, secret of my or, success. Hey, I, or Starbucks quads. There you go. You get your free oh, Starbucks God. quads. Imagine every time you pull through, they just give you the fist bump and hand it to you, and there's no no money exchange. <laughs> Here you go, Dusty. <laughs> What's that? Is that f- six bucks a day? Just if if you save six bucks a day, what is it? Elon Musk said for like 32 million days, you'll have as much money as him. Exactly for 32 million days. <laughs> yeah, that's. I remember that thing when it went up. It was like if you made 250 thousand dollars a day or whatever it was since uh, since Christ was born, you wouldn't have as much money as Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay, I got one. Let Good. let it, let's let's do this one. What would you do? Like, let's imagine you are a billionaire. Let's imagine you're a billionaire, okay? You you have so much money, you can't even waste it. Like, if you just frivolously spend, you'll still never go broke, ever. Right. So what do you do with your money to try to justify having that much? Is there anything you do to help people? Is there any cause that you definitely, like, kind of put your energy into you know, you're not going to have to work anymore ever. So you want to have something you want to make the world a better place. Are you that type of billionaire or you just kind of go, ah, I'm going to buy a yacht and fuck off and not help anybody. <laughs> I think, you know, what's funny is I, I think that I would do. Um, I would want to use money as a way to motivate people to do more. Um, and it's funny because I'm actually uh, I'm reading uh, Nipsey Hussle's uh, book right now. Uh, I just started it. But um he kind of found a way or was working on a way to get where he came from working, hustling, making money. Um, so, I mean, I'd do something really simple. Like, I mean, if it was just ridiculous money, it would be to the point of like, well, a billion dollars. Getting, I mean, you know, you're a billionaire. getting, getting average people to, uh, to work harder. So for example, you know, I always said like, if, if I was filthy rich and I had kids, um, they wouldn't be filthy rich, but I would double their income. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you make thirty thousand, you can you'll have sixty. But if you make three hundred, you'll have six hundred. You know what I mean? Um, I would do something along those lines. Create a way for people to understand how to make money. Um, I don't know exactly how I'd go about doing that, but I think if I had that kind of money, there'd be a way to do it. Because it's a question I get all the time, um, and it baffles me because to me finding ways to to make extra money or to do more is really 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 easy and i'm fascinated how many people have no idea like they're just like where do i start and i'm thinking what do you like to do <laughs> like, right. you know i mean uh so yeah i think that, that finding a way to educate people on how to uh how to just be more financially successful would be huge um so yeah that would be my my plan i just don't know how hmm. what about you I see myself, I would probably get involved with dog rescues and shit and projects involving that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. 
probably a lot of dog rescues out there that are like probably wouldn't need that much money to to take all their stress away you know what i mean think about all the dog rescues out there that are staying functional but maybe they just need a little bit of funding so how many dog rescues could you fund with all that ridiculous interest that you were earning just for doing nothing and um also too like you know maybe fun little side project like trying to get high you know trying to get uh high school kids exposed to weight training or something like that like start start some sort of you know they they do the pr campaigns and uh they push health and especially now in the post-covid thing where we we're seeing the data on people who work out and exercise you know so so maybe you contribute to that by saying oh well now's the perfect time to educate kids on the importance of exercise and maybe now's the perfect time to actually speak out without being shamed about the obesity epidemic you know like all this thing you can't say anything about obesity and now all of a sudden they're like actually it fucking kills you right (laughs) we should probably start talking about it you know (laughs) so that sort of stuff yeah i don't know i just see myself uh things that don't interest me bore me to death right so i couldn't see myself as a billionaire being too interested in like stuff that I did have to be stuff I was interested in. So, you know, promoting exercise, working out, promoting that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I could see myself, I'm already terrible on Instagram with dog rescues. I can imagine I'd probably be throwing money at them. <gasps> Take my no, money. It's, it's funny. I'm going to build I, you a better facility. You know, what's crazy though, is you really realize, cause, uh, I've been working with that, uh, the power, the powerful or with a paw powerful, uh, right rescue and it's uh one of my old clients duke uh, hemstreet his uh the amount of money that they kick out like literally i had no idea but i mean it's like at one i i, I and i'm throwing this number out so nobody hammer me but i want to say that last year they spent almost 200 grand right on surgeries and food and just i mean things and that's to get just dogs a little dog going. rescue yeah. how many dogs do they even have yeah that's the thing i mean because you know, each one that comes through, like they got one that just came in and just to kind of run the tests and make sure and see if she is, I just put her post up, if she's even eligible for a surgery that might correct the issue is like five grand. Yeah. So it's like every Friday I'll put up a post uh, sharing their, the $5 Friday where you just donate five bucks. Um, and it's, it's crazy though when you see how quick it adds up. So you're right. I mean, you take a company like that who, they're making enough to get by. I'm sure they're, you know, they're not making any money. That's for damn sure. Um, you give them $50,000 and every year would be a oh, game shit. changer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like 25 would take all the heat off. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy because I watch them and I can't help but just respect it. The only problem I have is like if I had a dog rescue would be letting any of them go. I know, I know. We just turned into a dog farm. Dogs. We just have a dog ranch. <laughs> and uh, I was also thinking something that I, if if you were a billionaire, can yeah. you think of like some just like a fun thing that you would do that would just be like, like I was thinking I would I would put on a huge concert. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're a billionaire, you'd be like, fuck, put on a huge concert, sell tickets for cheap, so everyone. Like you got to sell the tickets. You can't give them away because it's even logistically more difficult. Give away a bunch of them. But you could sell them for like some small amount and then have all the money go to 
a dog rescue <laughs> or a charity or something. <laughs> eat it back you could just fucking eat the cost of it because you're so rich. And you could have a, a big concert wherever you live. Like you could do fucking Scottsdale and you could bring in your five favorite bands and have a giant oh, festival. And you could just have a big, huge post-COVID party and just foot the bill and you wouldn't even give a shit. Like, oh, the bill's five, you know, $3 million. Be like, yeah, whatever. That's fun. That's a, that's a weekend. I want people to have a good time. Yeah, I want, but yeah, that's that's for my town, you know? And all the free tickets to the to the kids or whatever. But yeah, you could do like do crazy shit like that. Like, I don't know why, like, you know, why isn't Elon doing that? I don't know. Can you do Let's fun shit like that? You know what I mean? Yeah, he's going to go to space. Uh, can you imagine having all that money and you go to space and like, it's not a good trip, like the shuttle blows up or something. That's, like, that's don't, you want, don't you want them to work the bugs out? Like maybe you take the hundredth flight. Yeah, exactly. And even then it's like, it's only a hundred. That's not much of a pool of evidence of what's going to happen. Right, right, I'm sure, right. I'm sure the hundredth flight on an airplane wasn't the safest thing you could possibly do. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> thousandth. Yeah. How does it feel to be the 50,000th person to take this trip? Safer. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't need it to be special. <laughs> I didn't I need to be the first. Yeah. Yeah. OK. You got one more. We've been on a uh, while, Dusty. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've I, got thought your, I thought your endurance might be down a little bit, but you're just fucking set after set. You're still going. I can still talk shit like no one's business, mister. There oh, this is a good one, actually. Um, thoughts on salt during prep and do you manipulate it peak week or do you keep it the same? I completely stopped manipulating it. it. It does nothing but cause drama and stress. And <laughs> I just leave it in. Just fucking leave it in. Don't ever take it out. Um, yeah, that's what I say. That's what I say. I'm not, obviously, that's assuming the person's in great shape and they look good and they're consuming lots of sodium and drinking lots of fluid and, you know, got striated glutes and... You know, like your client Dan there that I helped. I mean, he sends me his, you know, he's sending me videos two weeks out and his glutes are like ripple chips. I'm like, yeah, you're not going to need to do much. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Like, why would you fucking alter that guy's electrolytes and fuck with his blood volume and mess up his blood pressure and alter his aldosterone levels and cause his antidiuretic hormone to spike and. I think All the big thing stuff. is, is if you can, you know, for, for you got for you younger coaches is, um, you want to eliminate variables. Yeah. And when you start adding variables, your, your, your risk to reward ratio just gets flipped. I mean, listen, and it's something that Chris taught me a lot. I mean, over a decade ago, he goes, we shoot for 90%. Like Chris goes, I never shoot for a hundred percent because a hundred percent, if you miss is 85% or 80%. Yeah, like, you're, you, you never... But you at 90, you at 95% are going to be very, very hard to beat. People think if they go over 100, they go to 102%. Right. But no. If you go yeah. over 100, you quickly become 85%. Yeah, so it's it, that's how you want to look at it because I think that's what happens. Now, I will say, for example, and I just did this at, at, uh, at the uh, Junior Nationals, is... I had a client wake up um, slightly flat. Right. And I said, okay, cool. Um, with your potatoes this morning, eat two Pop-Tarts, which is sodium and fat and a very small amount of substance. So I knew his stomach would stay tight. And just when that amount of sodium hit with a little bit of water, filled right back up and that was it. Yeah. And 
That's it. But it was I did not plan on manipulating sodium. He just no, woke no. up and I said, oh, OK, I know what to do here because we're not we're not pushing water. So the carbs are almost nothing at this point. They're, they're barely having an effect. Um, so salt is my magic. And this is a way where I can control the amount of sodium he brings in without trying to measure out salt. Right. And we're good to go. Um, yeah. yeah, just keep it in. And I mean, same thing. Like I, it blows my mind. Like there's guys that are like, oh, I don't put salt on anything. Or they're, they're using Mrs. Dash as a seasoning during prep. And I'm like, as I'm yeah. pouring half of a jar of, uh, you know, teriyaki on my food every meal. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's weird. I, I, I think we've <laughs> almost, I think we've almost defeated the myth of sodium being a bad thing at all. Oh yeah, nineties um, is when that, it was when that was a normal. Yeah, practice. I mean, sort of overcame that, and there was still a lot of lingering uh, sodium restriction going on. In I'd look at other people's, like other people would say, "Hey, my coach has me doing this," and I would see like no salt on there. There was some of that lingering stuff still hanging around, like as of pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I think we pretty much defeated it now because everyone's everyone's like experienced the difference. Right. You know, like I've I've helped people like. You know, they've done four shows with sodium restriction and then they do their first show with sodium with with me, for example. And all I hear the whole prep is, oh, my God, I feel so much better. Oh, my God, I can't believe how much better strength is good. Yeah. Training is good. My pumps are good. And then once again, I can't believe how much better I feel like I can actually think my brain's working. I can move around. I get to the gym. I kill it in the gym. Even on low carbs, I look fucking good. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're worried about getting flat and then they look at their delts and they're like, oh, my God, you know, like. Yeah. So uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a performance enhancing mineral. <laughs> what else we got? We got one more. Uh, do you have one? I don't have what I've been looking at. OK, a lot of these were just, oh, this is an important one. I'm sorry. You don't need to answer. Ron. Are you team fork or team spoon? I am team fork. There we go. It's a strong. That's a, that was a strong team fork. Yeah, I'm a team fork. I can't remember any time I've ever eaten my my standard my my standard for this question is chicken and rice chopped up in a bowl. Yep. Is that because that was how it all started, right? That whole argument. Yeah. It was like just chicken and rice chopped up in a bowl. They weren't talking about scrambled eggs or any other yeah, it was that food. yeah yeah so the chicken and rice chopped up in a bowl fork yeah see now i this is kind of funny and i don't even know how it happened but when i was first starting and working with uh with dante and just shoveling food i used to eat with not just a spoon but like an oversized spoon <laughs> like that was my standard but now i absolutely eat 95 percent of my food with a fork Pull the Chad Nichols there and get a percentage, just a random percentage. I love doing that. Right, right, right. Just say pull. I love yeah, making up percentages because I remember when he used to do that all the time. And I always, every time I do it, I laugh at myself. I'm like, I think he laughs too. He it's not even accurate. <laughs> yeah, he chuckles a bit too. He's like, just 89%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, so no, I, I guess that puts me team fork now as well. Yeah. But it's funny because if, if, if I'm shoveling large amounts of food, like even my brain goes, why did I stop using a spoon? <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. right. I uh, I remember. Maybe I should now that I almost died with a fork and too big of a chunk. 
Well, I remember my stake. <laughs> I remember when I started traveling for mutant and they and all the flying and I'm flying with meals and they don't allow forks. So I remember like eating chicken and rice or steak and rice with a spoon mm-hmm. on the plane. And I remember thinking like, wow, I never thought I would be one of these people. <laughs> like I remember the event, like it crossed my mind. I remember having that little conversation, watching the spoon go through the, the steak and rice and being like, hey, this is odd. How odd is this? Yeah, why am you I know? doing this? Yeah. And uh, so then when they had that argument, I was like, oh, fuck, I've had this. I've had this whole thing in my head. But think about this, though, for real. Like, this is the only reason I think the spoon is so funny. So unless someone has pre-cut up your chicken, are you taking a spoon and pushing it through? Or are you holding it down with a spoon and cutting with you know what I mean? Like, and, and with the wrong, like I, I cut my I cut my food up with scissors. But in the occasion, like when you go to the when you go to a, a restaurant. Yeah. They don't cut your steak up for you when you're not holding it down with a spoon while you while you cut it with a knife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm like the spoon is a very privileged thing to use for a steak and rice meal, Dusty. Because <laughs> it's already that means your privilege, your privilege is, is on display. Screwed it up. <laughs> You can tell they grew up rich kids. That someone cut their food for them. I just love though that you can tell uh, who the, the the rich kids are with the spoon. Is that it now? I like, just love though that Fuad is is following in Jay's footsteps and understanding you can make money off of all of this. And he's like, we're gonna make shirts that say Team Fork and Team Spoon. Yeah, and fuck, maybe he only printed fifty of them, but fuck it, who cares? He gets to oh, sell I them. Guarantee, I guarantee you, he sold a ton of them because I saw it. I was like, okay, that's Team funny. Fork, Team Spoon. Like, and I then like he where probably don't know what it is. And then you know, he, like, he, he already has the Instagram poll to order the ratio of shirts, right? <laughs> so like, he already knows like, we 75 need 75% fork spoon and yeah. forker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need 75 fork shirts and 25 spoon shirts. Yeah. He already has the ratio. He did the marketing research is right there for him. Yeah. You guys didn't even realize it, but you created his, his yeah. order. You might as well ask what size shirt do you wear and just have a scale and have all the data recorded. When you answer if it's spoon or fork, just tell me what size shirt you're going to be wearing as well. Funny. Yeah. You just send him a, a Venmo request. Yeah. It's <laughs> great to print. Immediately. Okay. Well, Dusty, we got a show under our belts. I'm happy. Show number 93 slash one. I, uh, I have the day off suddenly. Because we're closing the gym today. As we're sitting train at, an empty gym. As we're sitting here, actually, I'm gonna go train at Braden's house. <laughs> it <laughs> might it might be cooler because he's his house, his garage is um surrounded by massive like hundred year old trees. Oh right. So it's very sort of shaded, and his house is almost below the road. Like you pull off the the main road and you actually go down a hill to his to his his driveway right so it's almost like fuck he might have some good shade in there today with the fan he's got a giant like six foot fan sitting <laughs> back so like you know a metroflex style i love that so, you know we have, yeah. we have those big fans and in, in, in the summer during covid i used to drag it around the gym with me yeah so every like every station i just set it up next to the leg press yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go tr- going to go train at his house today and we'll we'll smash it up in there. Uh, we'll see what the temperature is. But yeah, it looks like the gym's closed today, which is crazy. I would have never thought a heat closure. 
And and see, we talked about it last night because uh, one of our employees, real real good guy, Martin, that works for us, he sent me a message. He goes, I think you guys might want to consider closing tomorrow, like maybe after the morning. And I was like, oh, that seems. Eh. And then he messaged this morning and he's like, I think I have heat stroke. He's like, I, I, I don't feel too good. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then all of a sudden we got messages like work sites shutting down, restaurants closing, schools closed. Well, I think you're playing a smart business move, too, because yeah. that's a risk, man. Yeah. You got some moron in there like me that just goes after it like always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, exactly. We're going to it's, it's going to be us hurting ourselves. Yeah, it'll I mean, it's, it's funny, but I literally just said that when uh, I told a friend of mine that I was down here. I said, well, this is me protecting myself from training with Tommy right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's because always, I'll just he's do what I always there. do then. Yeah. And end up killing myself. So. <laughs> yeah, no. So it was good. So so yeah, he was right. Closing was uh was something that's uh going on today. So it's so hot I can't even go ride my fucking bike, dude. Like let's, it's let's, let's hope that it cools down so that damn gym can get back open and you can get back to functioning. Well, tomorrow it's only supposed to be thirty seven or whatever, so that's that's it's like gas prices. They jack them the fuck up and then when they lower them a little bit, you're like, Oh, they're down again. It's like no, yeah, no, it's you only yeah. Yeah. You just got conditioned. Yeah, there's, there's guys like me that still remember price. that I used to pay 99 cents. Well, yeah, you you were asleep for a month. You missed a whole dollar raise. Oh, right? man. <laughs> this crap in this country. I know. I know what's going to happen. Every bad decision possible is going to be made. Yeah. Hey, man, our gas, our fuel right now is unbelievably expensive. Oh, it's, so. it's, well, you guys are on the leader, too. So, ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got like an $8 gallon up here. Almost. That's brutal. There's, no one is driving my truck in Vancouver. That's for sure. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, buddy. Um, take care of yourself. Uh, it's really good to see uh, the delts coming through the shirt now. Everything's coming back. I love it. Making our, we're making our runway. We're, we're going to run back to this side yes. just to touch it and then leave again. Okay. <laughs> I still, I still uh, can't wait for the day, which I know is probably maybe it's a year away. Um, which would probably be with you because you like to plan things. So you do a one-year anniversary post. <laughs> I can't wait to see the shirtless 230 shot. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I know you have it, and I know that you probably hate it because I would fucking hate it. But then there'll be a point when you're a shirtless 305 again, and you'll yeah, be that's, like, that's, that's, that's when it goes up. They go up next to each other. Everybody knows that. It's like, it's oh, like, yeah. it's like you got to have that person cancel. You got to be able to yeah. cancel the picture immediately. Yeah. Just, yeah. And then it's immediately canceled with this. If I had any nuts at all, I would have already put it up as a solo and just posted it and been like, this is me today. But I don't. Right. <laughs> okay. All right, man. That one, uh, I, I know it's coming. I look forward to the day. No doubt. Okay. And uh, we got to congratulate our, our producer, Scott McNally. On his new child. Yes, it was a beauty. Stock, the custom grip. Nine millimeter. Beautiful, beautiful little toy. I have news before we go. I almost forgot. I am registered to take my firearms and restricted firearms safety courses and get all my permits. I know. You you told me that. I was so excited for you. I I feel like you're slowly becoming American. Well... I, I find there's a lot of things about being American that I I feel are in me with the whole like fuck you leave me alone yeah all yeah. that I love it and up here what's going on in Canada I I I want to be a gun owner 
So, <laughs> you you should be a gun owner at this point. You know, I grew up around guns, grew up on the farm, fire, you know, like I'm really gun gun friendly, so I fucking I'm going to get one. So let's do it. So I'll, I'm very happy to uh, do that, and I can't wait to show everybody my card. There we go. It's coming soon. Okay. Okay. We'll see you again, Dusty. Let's do this up next week. Absolutely. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the bell, and it's just bodybuilding.